0: Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am, send me. Let's do this, Johnny! Welcome to the Breaking It Down Podcast. I'm Brother Ron, your host, and each week I bring you the inspired word of God, as we together discover and unlock its life-transforming truths. Thanks for listening in. What's up? What's up? What's up, family? <laughs> welcome, to another, welcome to another edition of Breaking It Down with Brother Rod. Hey, well, how's everybody doing today, brothers and sisters, saints and aints? Uh, we're ready to get into the word. I am so. Yo! Oh no! Is, is that who I thought it yo! was? Oh no, he's back, y'all. He's back. Come oh, on, I know you hear me. Yeah, brother man, welcome back to the show. How was your vacation, man? Well, well, yeah, we don't have time for that right now. You you can tell me about that later on. But anyway, yeah, so we're gonna pick up from last week's show. We were talking about uh, it was part two actually of um, I saw the Lord, and we were in uh, our text was Isaiah chapter six verses one through eight. So we're gonna uh, I'm gonna wrap that up, put a bow on it, make it pretty today, and. we hope you get blessed by this message, this text. So let's begin by turning. Well, let's begin with prayers like Heavenly Father, open our eyes, our spiritual eyes and understanding. Behold, the wonderful truths in your word. Let your Holy Spirit take them and make them real and living in our hearts and lives. We ask this in the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. Get your Bibles out and uh, turn to Isaiah chapter six. Isaiah chapter six. And Isaiah chapter 6, beginning at verse 1, it reads, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim, Each each one had six wings. With two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, with two he flew. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts, the whole earth is full of his glory." And the post of the door was shaken by the voice of him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke. So I said, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a live coal which he had taken with tongs from the altar, and he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips, your iniquity is taken away, and your sin purged. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am, send me. All right, so that's our text we've been working on the last three shows. Um, I want to focus on verse 8 tonight. Uh, Verse 8 said again, Also I heard the voice of the Lord, this is Isaiah talking, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And then I said, "Here I am; send me." Now I want to give a quick summary of what we covered on uh, Isaiah six and what we just read. So I, Isaiah six is describing a vision of God um, experienced by Isaiah the prophet, uh, which he began his work as a prophet. He sees the Lord right in the temple. Uh, his royal robes are sitting on the throne in the temple. The robes are filling the temple. There's the angelic seraphim calling out to each other about the holiness of God. They Remember, they're crying out, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God. And Isaiah is overwhelmed by all this, and he's overwhelmed by his cleanliness, because it's a sin, that is, because he's in the presence of Almighty God. So one of the seraphim takes a coal burning coal off the altar and touches it to Isaiah's lips. And with this, Isaiah's sin is um, symbolically atoned for. Isaiah volunteers, then volunteers to go speak on behalf of God. Is that what we're going to focus on today? He says, here I am, Lord, send me. Now, when some people say that, they say, you know, here's Isaiah saying, here I am, Lord, send me. They're like, here I am, Lord. I got my Bible. I've been to seminary. I got my uh, minister certificate. <laughs> here I am. I'm ready to go. You got You got the super saint here ready to go for you. No, that's not what was said here. No, what he said, if you look at the Hebrew, what he said is, Behold me, Lord, behold me. Lord, look at me. I mean, Isaiah just said, we saw back in verse 5, Woe is me, for I'm undone, because I'm a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. Is he is he bragging about himself there? No, he's not. He's not saying, like I said, the super saint. What is he saying? It sounds to me like Isaiah is more humble than the in the presence of an awesome God. He's he's basically saying, Look, Lord, I'm undone, I'm unworthy, I'm a sinner, I'm unwashed, I'm unclean. I mean, he's he's in the presence of God, right? He's in the temple and he's he's in the presence of the glory of God. He's not saying, oh, here I am, I'm ready to go. I'm ready. I'm your man, Lord. I'm your woman, Lord. No, he's humbled. He's, he's, He's taken aback by God's greatness. He's in the midst, like he said, of a sinful people surrounded by sinners just like him. No, he says, look at me. Look at me, Lord. Is this what you want to use? Is this what you want? Then I'll go, Lord. I'll go. Now, I'm here to tell all of you today that God uses messed up, broken people, just like me, just like you. He can take the broken pieces of our lives and make something beautiful out of it. And let me tell you, if you're still breathing, you're still above earth, above the ground, above the grave, he's not done with you yet. He wants to use you more than you want to be used to accomplish his purposes in this world. I saw the Lord. Isaiah recognized the greatness and sovereignty of God when he was in that temple that day. And he saw who he truly was in the the glory of God. And when you and I see who we truly are from the word of God, you know, not all the self-esteem junk we have out there in our Christian world and all the Christian books, self-help books, no, we don't need to be stroked or told how wonderful we are, or how much potential we have. We don't need any so called quote unquote life coaches that tell us how to get in touch with ourselves and become better versions of ourselves. We certainly don't need any more opers, that's for sure. <laughs> what we need is to get our eyes on the Lord, to see him high and lifted up in a temple. That's what's going to make all the difference in your life. He can make you into something you never dreamed was possible. Again, God takes ordinary people like you and I and does extraordinary things to them because they have their eyes upon the Lord. He wants to use us for his glory. But there's a caveat to all this. He only uses clean vessels. That's right. You got to be pure before him before he uses you. You're humbled? You're humbled by his presence, by his power, by his grace. But you got to be clean, or as a saints, as the Bible calls all the old saints, you got to be sanctified, holy, set apart for the use of God. That has to happen first. For we see in Matthew five and eight, pretty much says, "Blessed are the pure of heart, for they shall see God." Now let's let's turn over to the book of First Peter. Book of First Peter. I want to read a passage there. First Peter. Uh, chapter 1, verse 13. And I'm going to begin there and read all the way down to uh, probably verse 19 or so. But anyway, First Peter chapter 1, beginning at verse 13. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lusts, as in your ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, because it is written, be holy, for I am holy. And if you call, verse 17, and if you call on the Father who, without partiality, judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay here in fear, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold, from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with precious blood, but with the precious blood of Christ, as a lamb without blemish and without spot, he indeed was ordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who through him believe in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are in God. All right, so. This is living before Father. This is holy living. This is uh, sanctification. Let me read this in same passage in the uh, new. Yeah, I want to go here. New Living Translation. So, 1 Peter, uh, beginning at verse thir- uh 1 Peter, chapter one, beginning at verse thirteen, in the NLT version. So, prepare your minds for action and exercise self control. Put all your hope in the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. So you must live as God's obedient children. Don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better then. But now you must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy. For the scriptures say, you must be holy because I am holy. Verse 17. And remember that the Heavenly Father to whom you pray has no favorites. He will judge and reward you according to what you do. So you must live in reverent fear of him during your time here as temporary residence. For you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. And it was not paid with mere gold or silver, which lose their value. It was the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless lamb of God. God chose him as your ransom long before the world began. But now in these last days... I like to throw on evil days, as the old saints used to say, the old mothers in the church. In these last and evil days, he has been revealed for your sake. Now that's, uh, let's jump down to verse 22. Uh, I like that one too. So First Peter 1, verse 22 now. You were cleansed from your sins when you obeyed the truth. So now you must show sincere love to each other as brothers and sisters. Love each other deeply with all your heart. Okay, so that's. What happens as we go, when Isaiah said, here I am, Lord, send me. He's like, you want to use me, a dirty, filthy, broken vessel? And God said, yeah, I'm going to clean you up. My son has died for you. Well, he's saying that to us. He didn't say that to Isaiah, but it was a forbearing of what. What happened to Isaiah was a forbearing of what Christ has done on the cross. But he cleans us up by the precious blood of, um, oh, where am I? Here in verse at First Peter. Um. Uh, yeah, here it is, <laughs> verse 19 It was the precious blood of Christ The sinless, spotless Lamb of God That's ransomed us from the sin So now we can serve God Because of the precious blood of Christ You see, it's clean hearts That've gotten right with the Lord That all of a sudden understand that That God, no matter where you are Or who you are or what your age is, that God wants to use us for his glory. I can hear someone out there saying, well, how do we know? How do I know? How do you know when God is through with you? Well, it's when you drop dead. <laughs> that's it right there, right? When you can no longer breathe. When you're six feet below the earth, that's when God stops using you. So just keep going. Keep going with God. Like I said, he can take your messed up life and turn it around, clean you up and use you for his glory, to use you as a instrument to accomplish his will. You just need to make yourself available to him and live a pure life, to live a sanctified life. And then the responsibility is left up to God as what he will accomplish through you. It's not you, but it's him. It's no longer I who liveth, but Christ who lives in me. And this life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who died and gave himself for me. That's what it's all about. So, what happens when you see the Lord? You recognize your own sinfulness and your need in a powerful way. Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips. Why? Why is he saying this? Why is I saying this? Woe is me. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts, the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ, the risen and resurrected Christ. What happens when you see the Lord? You receive God's cleansing and forgiveness. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a live coal, which he had taken, With the tongs from the altar, that's the altar of sacrifice. And he touched my mouth with it and he said, Behold, this has touched your lips, your iniquity is taken away, and your sin is purged. But what really happens when you see the Lord? You respond to God's calling upon your life. You immediately begin to believe that God wants to use you. I don't really know how to say this, but I believe at times there's too much emphasis put on on the quote unquote special people that are gifted in the body of Christ you know the gifted men that are mentioned in the bible in ephesians 4 the pastors the teachers the evangelists and so on and we fail to see how god wants to use every single one of us those of us who've come to know the lord and a lot of us have not presented ourselves before god In the way Isaiah did, we haven't really seen the Lord. We have no idea or how in any way he could use us. Yet we can still say, just as Isaiah did, Here I am. Send me. Lord, I'll go wherever you want me to go. I'll do whatever you want me to do. Here am I. Send me. Lord, look at me. Behold me. I'm a man of unclean lips. I'm a mess. I'm undone. That's what he said earlier. Back in verse 3. Woe is me, for I am undone. I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. Behold me. The idea here is a statement of humility on the part of Isaiah. I know I'm not much but Lord if you can use me send me amen. Well ladies and gentlemen that wraps it up for this edition of breaking it down with yours truly brother Ron. I hope this word really ministered to you. Um really ministered to me yeah, at times just to be real i was preaching to myself so i'm hoping you all were able to glean something off of this word of god for yourselves to apply it to your own lives go back and listen to it over and over again let the word sink into you let it move you let it cleanse you let it say or help you to say to the lord here i am send me all right two things I always ask of you pray for me pray for the show that what god will continue to use me to spread the Word of God, to break it down into terms that everyday people can understand it and apply it to their everyday lives. And number two, tell someone about the show. Tell them about this guy out here who's breaking down the Word of God. And then go on your platform, whether it's Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify, whatever podcast platform you listen to. Go on there, rate the show, give it four stars, five stars, whatever it is, leave a comment. But do this because this is what you know the algorithms pick up on, and they look at it and like, oh, we're going we're going to promote this show, and then thereby promote the word of God. So you will be doing me and the kingdom of God a huge favor by doing this, and then that's your part, right? Here I am, Lord, send me. Well, that's the easy part. You know, comment on the show, rate the show, promote the show, pray for the show. All right, y'all, spend a good time, enjoy. Y'all stay safe. Um, stay in prayer again for me. And uh, I love you all, and uh, I'll see you next week. Peace. I'm out.